Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there with great hair, Master Blywalker Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy, Matty boy. There we go. A little bit of a rhyme. Bit bit of a rhyme for you, Session Sickheads. Happy Star Wars Day for us, Matty boy. How on earth are you, mate? Yep, Star Wars Sessions Day again this week. Uh, I'm doing okay, mate. A uh, quiet weekend. I've been isolating because of um, Mm. everyone's favourite friend, COVID-19. I'm okay. I'm I'm negative in terms of that. Um, So I'm fine. But I'm sticking by the rules. I'm doing as I should, and I've been isolating within these four walls, which has been mm. fun. But um, it means I've been able to catch up on watching films and watching some Star Wars stuff, uh, some reading. Thankfully, the the New High Republic audio drama, exclusively audio drama, Tempest Runner Ooh. by Caban Scott, dropped uh, this week upon recording. So I've started listening to that, and again, that's not available in print. It's one of the awesome audio dramas they do. How, how, how is it so far? Because I'm, I'm sure we're going to cover it. Or you uh, let me let me correct that. You will cover it at some point. Uh, are you enjoying it so far? I'm about um, 90 minutes in so far, uh, wow. and I'm enjoying. It. I struggle with audio books because I str- I struggle to have them keep my attention. Doesn't matter what the book is. Obviously, like most people, if you're working or you're driving or whatever. Uh, working from home then i'm concentrating my work i can't concentrate on the on the words so then i mm-hmm. realize oh i've just missed five minutes of the story but i've been, it's managed to keep my focus and um with, with the audio drama with all star wars audiobooks everyone will tell you the production is outrageously good and this one's got a full voice cast it's not just mark thompson doing all the voices they've got a full cast for all the characters they there's no expense spared when it comes to star wars audiobooks and i'm enjoying this one so uh tempest run i'm sure i'll talk about it whether in an extra or on the, on jibber jabber or something like that on our Patreon show, but it'll be, it'll be reviewed somewhere. But anyway, long story short, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> you okay? Yes, mate. I am well. I'm well. I had family down this weekend, which was nice. It was a bank holiday, which was yes. extra spicy. Uh, so yeah, just spent the day, went down the beach on the weekend, went to Henry Burger in Lee, oh, got some yeah. donuts. Oh, oh man. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that, mate. It doesn't get much better than no. that. And obviously, with my brother in law, he's always asking me about Star Wars and bits and bobs. He's like, oh, man, Star Wars Visions. Like, he is so, so hyped for star wars visions nice i was i was this close and and my 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 thumb and my finger are really close together really close together i was this close to saying lucas come on the patreon show come on journal of luke blywalker and let's talk hype and he was like no 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 i can't do it can't do it but he's promised me we're gonna do a reaction episode like a patreon ting that's a good um, show talking about visions in october so 
That's it now. I've I've put it out there. So it's gonna happen, Matty Boy. You can't gonna, get out of it now, son. It's gonna happen. I love how at family things, I'm sure people listening to this can maybe relate to it. Like when you're really into Star Wars and you enjoy it, you do become the like kind of de facto Star Wars spokesman and go-to Star Wars person in the family, you know? And when they start asking you about, well, did you read that book? What happened? What about that bit in the book that I got retconned? I don't worry oh. about that, mate. Don't can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it my boy has like read into my uh my personal life there yeah. i feel i feel personally attacked see, uh, see, no. seen. it's kind of true it's kind of true. Oh, i literally refer to you i go oh yeah my co-host uh he knows way more about that kind of stuff he knows more about <laughs> that kind of yeah. he spends far too much time on this yeah he loves it he loves it but no dude we've got a cracking show this week mm-hmm. you know another another sessions uh in the bag i can't wait i can't wait to talk this one mate boy no we have got a lot to talk about and also there's been a lot going on in that galaxy far far away which is perfect mm. timing because i can hear the chimes the bong of big ben kenobi which means only one thing my friend it must mean mate boy it must mean it's the Galactic News Round. In an interview with Collider, Robert Rodriguez has promised that the book of Boba Fett will over-deliver and blow your mind. Frank Oz has revealed that the cadence and syntax of Yoda's speech was an idea he created whilst on the set of The Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One star Donnie Yen has said he would definitely consider a return to Star Wars, but said he would leave it up to Disney to sort out. For the casting directors out there, the Lord of the Rings star, amongst many other projects, Elijah Wood has stated he would like to appear in a Star Wars movie. And finally, The Mandalorian walked away with the Best Streaming Series Drama Award at the inaugural Hollywood Critics Association Awards Ceremony. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroon. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. It's not called Star Party. It's not called Star Cuddles. It's called Star Wars. And it's exactly what we're talking about this week. The wars that put the wars in Star Wars. Uh, many, 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 many people uh, talk about these wars on our socials all the time. Something we've wanted to do for a long time. We talk about it all the time as well. Together when we go for a walk with the Gregs. Or when we're on our oh. Patreon shows. But we're always referring back to the battles of Star Wars somehow. Those moments in the galaxy that created the iconic moments that we still speak about. So we're going to talk about them. Not necessarily. We're not going to go through all of them because that would be weird. But our favourite battles, you know, the biggest battles, the most monumental, whatever they may be. Battles of Star Wars, mate. Uh, the the creators, George, JJ, Ryan, Atal, they loved a battle, didn't they? Oh. <laughs> How about that for timing, eh? Mate, mate. Was that fun? Oh. Oh, execution. Let me have a drink. Oh, mm. there we go. I'll have another one. You said um, the word. There you go. Mm. Mm. 
You're right. It's kind of at the cornerstone of Star Wars, isn't it? You know, the battles. And weaved in between every storyline, every romance, every bit of drama, every revelation, there is conflict. And I suppose that kind of mirrors a lot of historical events too. You know, Star Wars does that so wonderfully, so Mm -hmm. wonderfully. But it's not just about that. You know, at the beginning of the show, Mabel, I mentioned my brother-in-law, Lucas, and um, he was asking, we we were talking about, like, kind of themes of Star Wars. See, it's a shame we didn't record it, but it, and and that's why I wanted to record, because we get into these conversations so naturally, and he asks about them, and about, like, Star Wars. And we were talking about, like, family being a key major theme in Star Wars, something that's a thread throughout all of these stories, whether Mm -hmm. it's any of the trilogies, the Mandalorian, Rebels, Clone Wars, so on and so forth. Um, Now, he he asked something really interesting. He went, well, as as a kid, were those themes obvious? I was like, well, I suppose themes aren't always obvious as a kid, you know, for starters you don't really know what the word theme means um (laughs) and and it's not that you don't care it's just that you you look at things differently when you're a kid so you are more interested in the lightsaber battles you are more interested in the wars and the conflicts and then personally as i've grown up i've always appreciated you know the romance and the the emotional side of Star Wars, particularly in Return of the Jedi, ever since I was a kid. But you just learn more and more about it. Like with any subject, like with any topic, you learn more and more about it if you stick with it as you get older. Mm-hmm. But May Boy, looking back at, at when I was a kid, watching Star Wars would just spark my imagination, mate. And I just wanted to run around in the garden or the woods with my friends. Um pretending to be a stormtrooper pretending to be a clone trooper <laughs> who's going to be a droidica figure that one out like roll someone <laughs> rolling around like oh, <laughs> sam get over here flipping <laughs> roly poly that's it roly poly do you know what i mean like the battles course, just they they, they create really, moments they do they they just like touch a part of i think the child in everyone i don't yeah. know what what do you think may boy yeah, no, no, you're right, mate. And the battles in Star Wars, certainly when we were kids, um, for the longest time, Yavin, Hoth, Endor, they were the only battles in Star Wars for, well, for 16 years at least until between Jedi and Phantom Menace. So for a long time, they were the three big battles. So yes, that's what you'd reenact or that's what you'd remember. Or all of the moments came from that. Yavin, you've got what's happening on the base. And of course, obviously, it'll, uh, it's all about the Death Star the assault on the Death Star. Hoth, the rebels got beaten. The you know the, the god the bad guys really mean something, and they've got those boss ATATs, ATATs, whatever. And Endor, of course, it's the war to Endor wars at the time, and there's plenty of cool moments in that. So there's always something to be talking about, to be uh, to to be researching, investigating. Sorry, is the word. Uh, I mean, I still watch these films now, these battles, and I see things in that I haven't seen before. And this is what. 30 something years or whatever after seeing it for the first time so uh yeah they do they stir something in you and there's like you say something as a kid because you don't quite understand the the gravitas and the almost like the tragedy of war it's Mm. just like our swashbuckling adventure which is what star wars has always done so well and i'm not i'm not saying the sequels haven't done that because they did i mean certainly I, i was at the age during the originals and the prequels to kind of appreciate that more swashbuckling tone where it's a bit more fun 
Whereas when I get into the sequels and it's less that and more, you know, things like Rogue One, it's more war. I'm at the age now where I also appreciate that as well. So mm. there's a bit of something for everyone in there, but the wars are never too, you know, it's not like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan or something like that where you're traumatised for life after watching it. So, you know, they, they know when to hold back, but that, that doesn't mean that they haven't got heavy moments in it. And no, um, like you said, oh, like we've said, some of the biggest moments have emanated from the battles or, or some of the biggest switcheroos, like with the Battle of Hoth, how that opened. And, you know, last time we saw the Rebels won and now they're getting absolutely mullered on, the, on, on every um, aspect. So, um, and then they just got, seems to get looking at the amount of battles they've got. There just seems to be more and more with each trilogy. Uh, and of course you've got the, uh, extra media as well. The, the books, the, the anime series, it, there's so many to dive into, wasn't there? And I mean, we'll, mm. we've also asked everybody what their favorite ones were. And at the end, or whenever you want, actually, we can talk about how, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about your favorite or do you want to save that to the end? I think we'll save that to the end. Yeah. I'll we'll try and do that. We love then. But maybe, yeah, maybe try and guess as we as we go, like which one we're leading to, or because I might even mention it. Like we, Matty Boy and I, sometimes we are really strict of our notes, or or, or not our notes, like our structure. outline, yeah, yeah. our structure. And other times, Matt and I like we'll go. Do you know what? Let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> People, this. Week is one of those episodes. <laughs> looking glass now. Yes, <laughs> this is it. But you know what, Mabel? I'm gonna like. I can't help but feel like I need to look at this like I am little Luke, like I am a kid, because that's where the battles had the most impact. Yes, and do you know what? I remember. I as soon as we came up with this topic, I did think of. I remember it snowing uh, one time in uh, when I was a kid. Maybe, maybe in. I don't know, like 2006, 2007, not long after mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith came out. And um, I remember it snowing and thinking, man, Hoth, <laughs> that's it, Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to get my like toys out. I wanted to get like, I wanted to go on my bike, but of course that wasn't safe. Yeah, You, you yes. know, I wanted to recreate Hoth. And that's mm-hmm. all I could think of all day. And I think that night on my little PlayStation 2, which, of course, could play DVD players, oh, I yeah. watched Empire Strikes Back because it was that lit. I was just so happy that it snowed and that I could watch Star Wars. And I just it, it was just so, so right, so magical. And, and especially in this part of England, believe it or not, it doesn't actually snow that often. Not really. Um, and it doesn't, and we don't get thick falls of snow, do we? Like they do in, like, say, Scotland or the Nordics or parts of Europe or whatever. Yeah, or the US, yeah. Yeah, and the, of course, the US, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Endor as well, just like going, I, I lived outside um, some woods, actually. Yes. And on my bike, going through this path in the woods, it, it was Endor. I was on a mm-hmm. speeder bike. Yep, I was on a speeder bike. Woods as a kid, that was, that was Endor. Yes. Playing as an adult water pistol fights with my friends endor again and you touched on something really good mate and this i think star wars does very 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 well and other properties too um do it but with star wars it isn't saving private ryan you're right matty boy mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's slightly <laughs> different <Yes>. um, but <laughs> but you do have stormtroopers and you have rebels but you can you can clearly see 
the bad guys and the good guys. Bad guys, good guys. You can clearly see <laughs> the difference, right? Yes. And it's not bloody. It's not over the top. These people, may boy, that are like, I want an 18 Star Wars film. <laughs> or what do they call it in America? R-rated. R-rated. Yeah, which is a 15 well, as far as I'm aware. What? That's the highest... That's the highest. We, I think they have an. I think they have an extra. I don't ever have X-rated films over there anymore, which is you know this is like that, that's unheard of now. But um, all right, R-rated may be more. I guess NC seventeen, isn't it? Sorry, NC seventeen. But R-rated is like is their equivalent of a fifteen, I think. And then you've got NC seventeen, which may as well be an eighteen. Well, I don't want any of that in a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. That's not what Star Wars is. Star Wars is not. People like Darth Vader, just two and a half hours of him hunting falls down. The scene in Rogue One is cool, but it's earned. It makes sense. It can- yep. canonically makes sense. There's there's so many reasons why it's special. Two hours of that? Are you joking? I'd be exhausted. It's just, that's not what it's about. It sounds the- like a YouTube fan video. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is, Matty boy. Maybe it is. Um, but that's that's not what I would like. You know, if people want to want that to happen, then yeah, of course, fair, right. fair enough. They can want that. They can want that. Yeah. I'm trying to be balanced. I'm trying to be balanced. But you're right. But it doesn't so- fit with the tone that George or JJ or uh, Ryan or any of the producers have given us. That's never been. What is about, and done, I know that every no property is exempt. I mean, I'd like to see Star Wars branch out and try new things, like new genres or new new approaches. But it does, but not everyone is going to work. Like, give me a give me a psychological, or give me a thriller. You know, give me a thriller, which is you know, mm. which has got all the tension and atmosphere or, 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 that you could want. But they don't. But you don't need to throw in blood and guts and gore because that's not what Star Wars is. The most you get is um, Ponder Baba's arm getting sliced off in the cantina. And in the sequels, they had the the uh, blood on Finn's helmet. That's, just, that's the most you're ever going to get. And you know, you know me, but that that's fine by me. I love films. I love all films. I love horror films. But it's a time and a place, and Star Wars isn't that time or place. Yes, absolutely, mate. And I think we see that in the battles. It really kind of captures that sense of childish creativity and adventure <laughs> and awe. You know, yep. on on film. And that's so, so special. I won't lie to you, Matty Boy. I've mentioned original trilogy battles so far. Okay? I've consciously done that. Hoth, yeah. Endor. There's they were really the first ones for the, for, for the longest time, as I mentioned. They were, that was all we had. Yeah. And we've had some sweet video games based on that. Sweet. From, from the Battlefront 2015 um, oh. video game that came out all the way to like Rogue Squadron. All the games we grew up in way in the 90s when, yep. on like the Nintendo and Sega. You know, there were some great games but really when i think of star wars battles matty boy I here we go pre- I, I think of the prequels yeah man, I, I bet it. it i was gonna sorry i was gonna say that's probably because of my age mm-hmm. um but yeah the prequel era the the action figures the toys that went with it the tanks you know, there were tanks. <laughs> there was the eight tank. the, the walkers. You're a tank, Matty. Jimmy boy. Adams walking into battle. Oh yeah, Jimmy Adams is a proper absolute unit of a tank. <laughs> um, he's back at school now, and we we've we've got a few teachers who listen. Yes. So hopefully, hey. hopefully, you survived the new school term. By the way, um, <laughs> but no prequel era. I think the prequel era is golden. 
golden Star Wars battles, Star Wars yeah. combat, seeing the clone troopers versus the droids. Oh my, oh my days. Like it, it, it was to, as a kid, that was it. That was it. That was the dream. That was the dream. And as soon as I'd see those battles, Geonosis, mate, boy, as soon as yeah. I'd see that, oh my word, that's all I wanted to do. Even Phantom Menace in 99, you know, watching that, the, 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 the trade federation battle droids, battle droids, thousands <laughs> of them. Um, <laughs> mate, it, you, you, you can't beat it, mate. You can't beat it. I think for battles, oh, the prequels are so good. So good. He's always waiting, isn't he? He's always waiting. Um, but the, when I the when shadows. somebody says the battle of, my mind always goes to Endor. Uh, that's the first one I think of. Whether or not that's my mm. favourite one, which remains to be seen. I just hear the battle of battle of Endor, just the first one I think of. Um, and I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's a great battle, obviously, because you've got what's happening on the Death Star two. Uh, the drama, the familial drama up there. You've got the space battle with um, with Lando leading the charge. And of course, you've got the ground battle with Leia and Han and the Ewoks and everyone else and not Rex. Um, but I, so I always think of Endor first. Maybe it's because of the the ending is great. The final shot of all the gang together yeah. um, in the yeah. Endor night with the fire. It's lovely, man. Um, but you no, know, the prequels, like with the lightsaber fights, when we discussed that on the episode months ago, Everything got that bit bigger and grander because it could do um, to the point where in like Revenge of the Sith, the the battle, I wouldn't call it a battle, but the, the skirmish, the assault on Utapau, you got those like, in the background, you just watch what some of the clone troopers are doing to uh, the droids and that. There's like full on uh, AI versus AI fights. And it's fantastic. Like the scope and the scale mm. that they mm. that they managed to capture um, in the prequels with the Battle of Naboo. So you've got the uh, the Gungans against the battle droids. Again, we've got a little Annie taking down a donut. We've got Padme and Al ta- taking back little Annie taking back the palace. Uh, but Geonosis, I um, I do like the battle of Geonosis because uh, for me that is the first war that we see as mm, in full mm, scale. Mm. Yavin, Hoth, Endor, Filth, Naboo, great oh. bit slapstick. Geonosis, you've got those massive spider walkers, you've got bombs, you've got missiles, you've got everything going off. It's like war. Do you know what I mean? It, it's in the cinema, the speakers are rumbling with the explosions and the um and the shrapnel blasting everywhere. That felt like war. Then you've got the Battle of Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith, which is I love the opening on our Patreon commentary. We we cover that. We both loved the opening of Revenge oh. of the Sith for the Battle of Coruscant. This is where the fun begins. But again, you could pause it at any moment and see so much stuff going on. George was having fun with the technology uh, available to him. So what you want about the look of them, George certainly packed every inch of the screen in the battles. Certainly there's so much stuff going on. And yeah, some of the, some of the more memorable battles are in the prequels. And I imagine they'll be pulled up again later on. And I'm, Obviously, if you chuck out the Order 66 montage, we don't really see oh. many battles. As montage we, of death? The montage of death. Episode one, Luke said he loves the montage of death. Episode one of the sessions, that is. Um, we see <laughs> like snippets of battle, more so on um, it's My Gito and Kato Nomodia. No uh, mm-hmm. you, you see a bit more there and you see the absolute carnage. But the prequels, man, like the films themselves, they went bigger. Some of the biggest moments in Star Wars in and around those battles uh certainly geonosis and coruscant as well man 
Yes, mate. Geonosis. Oh, my word. Ooh, so much Jedi. goes down on Geonosis. It was like, let's be honest, it was like the perfect toy advert. Oh, dude. And it's the best to be honest. Again, I, I, I also did a, again, sorry to plug, but a no, Patreon show about the Attack of the Clones. About like the second or third episode of my solo show, you know, does Attack of the Clones get a bit of a bad rap? And I said, yes, it does. But I do think that the Battle of Geonosis at the end really does help that film out an awful lot. Uh, it, it ends on a high because it, it has highs and lows during it, but it really ends with a bang with the Battle yeah. of Geonosis. And like you say, all those Jedi ar- around the survivors, a perimeter create. I mean, what a classic line. You get to see the clones in action for the first time and then obviously the actual battle. It's big, man, and it's a huge toy advert. Yes. Oh, I, I, I loved seeing the clones versus the droids we see the super battle droids and there's just bullets laser bullets just go they're just hitting they're just hitting each other and there's that bit where it's like dusty and yeah. and all you see all you see is the lights that's oh, that's filth see. that's great shot that, yes matty boy it is filth it is do you know what execution let's have a drink Come oh, on. oh yeah, he's dropped it here we go do it do it um, it. mate, oh. prequels are so lit. <laughs> they're so he lit. Yes, it. they are broken in places, and yes, they're not perfect. But oh my word, I are you I an love- angel? Are you an angel? Oh, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yes. No, you're right, mate. Phantom Menace. Revenge. Just even because we're not talking about jewels here, we are talking about the battles. So I just think, before, we? Seeing, seeing the clone troopers and you're seeing the variations of the clone troopers and the armor against all of the battle droids, there's something very special about that. And I can't help but think of Geonosis. Mm-hmm. Yes, we get some of that in, in Revenge of the Sith, but Revenge of the Sith is way more story driven and character driven, I think. You know, there's not that. There's not that big, huge battle. We get everything at the mm-hmm. start, but there's nothing really going on at the ground. You know, we do see um, on the planet, remind me of the planet where Obi-Wan goes to um, in the... In Sith. Yeah. Utapau. In, yes, that's it, Utapau. That's, we, we do see some awesome um, battle there. Yeah. But, oh, actually, yeah, that is really good. There's that moment where that clone trooper... Is like shooting. There's this like spider droid. That's it. And this this clone clone trooper like jumps on top of it and like shoots it in the head. That's what I mean. Like, oh it's, my and word! In the background, you can see like a fist fight going on. It's, it's great. It is absolutely brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And I think once again, as a kid, that made you want to play the video games. That made you want to go out with your friends and play Star Wars. And you know, I'm not sure if maybe much else. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit of a generalization. I don't know. But when I was a kid anyway, it, it was just lit. And so many kids was watching Star Wars, the prequels at the time, and they all wanted to play the same thing. We were all on the same page. What I was going to say is I don't know if kids have done that the same with like the other Star Wars stuff, like the sequels, Rogue One and Solo. But I could be completely wrong because I'm not out in the street playing with kids. So he certainly isn't. Um, no. <laughs> no, I. But it also it comes down to what we've said so many times about toys, especially on that episode. And all it, it's we we just live in a different time now. I think. To, um, do I believe that there are kids still playing Star Wars in their back gardens or whatever, or in the playground? Yes, mm. absolutely. Especially after the sequels, 
Um, but it's it's just different now. You know, kids would rather play Star Wars on their smartphones or or their consoles, which isn't it, which isn't me angrily shaking my fist at a cloud. It's just that's just the way it is. Um, and you know, the sequels had their fair share of battles, more than I thought. You have got Star Killer, Takodana. You have got the battle over Dakar. Obviously, the big boy battle of Crate and Exegol as well. So they, in fact, you know, they've got just as many, if not more, battles than the other trilogies. Uh, and again, they've all got their moments. At so the Battle of Starkiller Base, you've got the the space battle with Poe Dameron. Uh, you've got Han and the gang on the ground, and of course, um, Finn and Ray versus Kylo at the end. Takadana, I like the Battle of Takadana. Again, that feels yeah, no, quite glory as well, yes. doesn't it? Yes, Takadana was definitely that, and. I think that kind of naturally falls in the pl- into place with The Force Awakens, where it is kind of a love letter to Star Wars itself. You know, I a lot of people. It's also where they went practical as well. Yeah. The practical effects is, you know, JJ, I don't think he ever mentioned that, but they use practical effects quite a lot. Um, the prequels went big because they could, and the sequels tried to put it back and say, well, you know, let's make it feel a bit more retro, a bit more old school. And the Battle of Takadana, especially, is, you know, that feels more like a hands-on battery rather than too much and obviously it's augmented by cg everywhere but they're actually there and you know those stormtroopers are being blasted and around and that so yeah i think it like it's a love letter but also it's also symbolic of the sequel's approach to, to filmmaking that's true that's true For the most i think part. i think to, to to expand on that i didn't mind the battles in the force awakens mm-hmm. but when i look at films like the force awakens I don't necessarily think, oh, big battle. Yeah. You know, if anything, that's probably a department where it's lacking a little bit because Starkiller, uh, I don't really, I don't really feel that one. I don't really like the whole idea of like the Starkiller base and, you know, it's kind of a good idea, but the fact, yeah. So uh, without trying to get into that little paradox <laughs> of. <laughs> Field. the rogue the rogue one paradox i believe we called yes it. we did call it that, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without trying to get into that uh i don't think of episode seven like that mm-hmm. now interestingly a film that is really character driven um especially for for some of the uh sequel characters the last jedi yeah crate crate is actually quite an impressive battle crate is and- great crate is great like even just seeing all of like the soldiers lined up in the kind of trench with the with with the big turrets there you've got the walkers the gorilla walkers come in they're normal walkers dude it is it is actually really really impressive and they're retreating they're just they're trying to buy time and yeah i i really vibe with crate plus it just looks gorgeous it just yes. looks really gorgeous. And it's one of those things that, you know, people always mention, oh, man, another sand planet, you know. And mm-hmm. I do get that. I do get that. But Star Wars is very grounded in its planets. Mate, I thought Crate was one of the most original-looking planets from Star Wars ever. Yeah. It was just fantastic. What a fantastic concept. And, and, and do you know what, Matty boy? Do you know what? It could have looked rubbish. Could have looked absolutely naff. Could have looked sad, but it wasn't. Do you know why? Do you know why, Matty boy? It Go was on, well. It was well. It was well executed. executed. Yeah, hero. Yeah, 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 hero. Yes. 
Yeah, like, you're right. Visually, it's stunning. I remember in, it was in the trailer that that the the jarringness almost of the bright white and then the the absolute sort of like rich red of the crystals underneath and that it's unre- it looks unreal. Um, yeah, like, and then you've got the big old ATM six walkers. I think they're great. Um, Love them. And also, it's awful to try and beat that on crates if you're the attacking team um, on Battlefront Two. Sorry if you're the attacking team, but um, yeah, I think it looks great. It's something different. I've watched Star Wars yep, with people. Yep. Anyway, moving on. No, I've I've Uh-oh. watched Star Wars with people <laughs> who have nice, said, Matt. "Yeah, I know." Who said, um, "These planets look great, but why isn't why isn't there more uh, variation or diversity within the planet? Like, why why is the sky always blue, for example? For the you know why what stuff like that? You know why like uh, Rogue One and Lan Mu uh, use uh, utilize that quite well in terms of they had the kind of the black sand and things like that. They, just something a little bit, even though that's naturally there in Iceland." Just yeah. you give us something a bit different. Like don't make, don't have the sky being blue. I don't mean have it sort of bright green, but the rise of Skywalker actually did that when they had that weird green planet at the beginning when there was light speed skipping. Give us something a bit different. You know, I mean, they can, you can have a sand planet, but give it something that's visually a bit different. Whether it's the flora and the fauna, or like yeah, the sky or the cloud color or something. Mix it up a little bit. Uh, and the crate was filmed on the Bolivian salt flats, which again you can all, you can go and visit. It's, it's there. But it's it's this is what the casting directors and location managers get paid for find finding those sort of places. Again, that's not a secret in the world that place. But thinking it would be good for a Star War, unreal. And then how do we how do, what do we do to make this better? We have a red undercurrent, and then you've got the, the the skimmers, which they have to have that little thing coming down to balance them, which then leaves the trails and the the gorilla walkers leaving their footprints. It's just a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic image. And then of course. By the time you get to Kylo Ren versus Luke, I mean, it's just, the ground just looks ble- like it's bleeding. It's wounded. Do you know what I mean? It's just red everywhere. Mm-hmm. Smoke and red. It's, it looks fantastic. And that's what I want from a terrain and a battle. A battle on a sand planet is is great, but give me something like that. You know, so yeah. like, when we went to Felucia, we didn't really see a battle, but I'd love to see a battle somewhere like that where we've got a different kind of uh, environment to play around in. And and that one, yeah, crate was great, but also the stakes on oh, crate. Oh, loves the stake. I love a stake, mate. What? I need one soon. We'll have to go out for one soon. Um, but the stakes were there, you know, the resistance. Are they actually going to make it out? With you know, they they've killed off Han Solo and The Force Awakens. You know what's happening next? Is, are they just going to obliterate all of the resistance in this in this mine? Who knows anymore? Um, mm, mm. What's Kylo Ren going to do? It, it's there's so much going on. It's, um, emotionally but the but the battle looked great the battle was really well pulled off as well so um the battle of crate i think is is fantastic and i you know i know some people don't like that film believe it or not but i think it's a stunning looking film and i think the battle of crate, crate is great the car's fine whoa, 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 the whoa, whoa. people people don't like the last jedi i well i didn't want to tell you that because i thought it might ruin a vibe <laughs> but i read a few people on the line saying that they didn't really like it very much and i <laughs> oh. i always try to find a reason why but i never can I never can oh. quite find a reason why but um the humor but, that's one that's what it is it's just <laughs> the humor the the battle of the car is good fun you know with poe and um and b and the b squadron coming in um, I can't think of their name now. Cobalt Squadron coming in and the bombers. That's great. Um, but what about, I mean, to kind of, well, before we get onto that one, yeah, Starkiller, I hear what you mean. When I think the Force Awakens, sorry, I don't necessarily think of the battle of Starkiller base. I think about the duel at the end between yeah. Ray and Kylo rather than the actual battle itself. 
Takadana springs to mind more. And I think yeah, the sequel trilogy... It's battles, more of just a bombing, isn't it? Well, it's pretty, not it's a really rate, a battle. Isn't it? It's a bombing rate. And the, the, the battles in the sequels are fine. I wouldn't say they're any better or worse than the other trilogies, but they're, they're, they're fine. And then we got to the rise of Skywalker, which, of course, gave us um, the Battle of Exegol. So they couldn't film that mm. one practically which is why i said earlier on for the most part the sequels honed in on the practicalities but they went somewhere different we didn't just have a sand planet we had the, the dying planet of exegol which was electrically charged you got the lightning everywhere it's dark on the outside great visually i know a lot of people don't like that battle or that film whatever i think visually it's, it's good it's a great way to end the the star skywalker saga and this like dark dying planet so, I love um, it, man. I think I, I actually well, I don't like all of the I, things that happen, but no, I think no. it's a visually great battle. Yes, I would agree. I'd agree. And actually, when everyone turns up or in all of their ships, and they're like, "What? What? What are they, sir? Like, I, where, where's this fleet coming people. from?" And it's like they're, they're, they're people. Love it. The music cued. I love it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And just seeing all of the ships turn up, it is a bit OTT, but also it's, it, 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 it's cool that it is the people and there's just so many quote unquote normal size ships. I do think that's a very, very, very cool concept. Very, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost inevitable. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. The people of the galaxy rising up and yep. finally helping out to, do, to, to stomp out this evil <laughs> finally for the time get back together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for the time being, anyway, for the time being, they're going to get rid of evil because, and that's kind of the point is that evil never doesn't in, in the Star Wars galaxy, evil doesn't permanently go away because no. there's imperfect people in mm-hmm. the galaxy, right? That's kind of the story. That's the point. But yeah, I think Exegol is awesome. Um, on the Star Destroyer, I think it's pretty cool. It's it's a little bit gritty with the horse charge, whatever they're called, horse charge. Uh, I can't think what they're called now. Well, they're Kef beer horses, aren't they? Yeah. They're beer horses. Yeah, they're they only pe- look like that. They only look like that because I've had a bit too much to drink, mate. <laughs> That's right. They've been on that, supping that Kef beer too much. Yeah, they've been down the old Fuller's Brewery. Just they've been down the old Putting their mouth round the, the nozzle of a beer tap. I've been enjoying that. I did like Exegol. I just wish that, again, this is fan fan fulfilled wishes. I just wish we'd had the, like, the, we had it once really, well, with Lando, but also when they showed Wedge for 0.6 seconds. I wish they'd had just 20 <laughs> seconds, you know, <laughs> Captain Sundula standing by, and you saw them, like the cockpit shots. The Rogue One did it, obviously they did it, they did it in the originals, but, you know, they, they would cut to people in their cockpit and it'd be like right so and so standing by red leader standing by. i wish we'd got that just so we could have seen who was in some of those ships um cindula so standing by uh who else could we have had i mean other starships uh star pilots we could have had you know kazuda ziono from resistance standing by but just for a little fun tie-in but it would be nice to see some of the people in the or even just normal people just people in these starships i think that would have been an emotion for me emotionally uh, res- a lot more uh, resonant but we didn't get that and i'm not going to sit here and complain that we didn't i just wish that we had done for me that would have been like superb but um well I no, guess that's fair we, enough with the sequel trilogy era we can kind of chuck that in with the new era with rogue one and solo solo we get the battle of minban which i know you're a big fan of and rogue one we get the battle of scarif uh, oh, so mate. they're not short of battles either well, that's the thing. I think they're some of the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know Minban's great. 
Mimban is straight up war. It is yeah. fir- it's first it's the first world war mm-hmm. in Star Wars. You know, with the trenches, with the mud troopers. It's actually one of my favorites. Just like even when um they're navigating like the trenches and whatnot. Yep. I think it looks fantastic and with the Star Wars gear also looks a bit warhammery. A bit yes. warhammery like the, like the tabletop game. Yep. Yeah, it looks a bit warhammery. Um I think it is absolutely fantastic and it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. Or when but whenever I mention Minban mate, I just think of Euro um 2020 fantasy football league you know hashtag <laughs> internazionale membano um we love it shout out good time shout out shout out we love it didn't Thank come you. on oh uh, well it did um, for me mate fantasy football it came not where it did for you so, football game home then not for the rest yeah. of us no nah, not really italians well done yeah well forza italia um <laughs> do you know what though matty boy do you know what minban i think is so special the trooper variants the the grit the charge, the people getting blown up. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> is. It's, it's it, and it's ve- it's very well filmed and it's mm-hmm. very well played out. I thoroughly enjoy it. Now you've mentioned Rogue One. I feel like Rogue One is completely different. It's just on a Beast. different level because with Solo and Mimban and with particularly the, the, the let's say the prequel trilogy, it's very much um, a faction versus a faction. Right, so in mm-hmm. Solo, it's the Empire versus the Mimbanese, the the, the natives. Yeah. Um, in the prequels, separatists versus the Republic. Now, Rogue One, it is like a tiny little rogue squadron landing on a pla- mm-hmm. planet, causing causing mischief, and then everyone else comes to to help them out. Right, yeah, they finally um, get themselves together. The Republic launches its first full scale attack. Or the rebellion, the rebellion. Rebellion, though. sorry for the rebellion. Yeah. Matty yeah. boys had a bit too much old beer. Do you know? Beers. Too much of kef beers, um, mate. Yeah, I. So it's hard to compare, but I do think Scarif is very special. Is very special. Again, a I know. I know you're waiting to talk about this. Yeah, it's no. It's no secret, is it? Um, it, 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 it's the location as well, mate. It's a beach planet, a sand planet, but it's a beach. It's not a desert planet. It's a beach planet. You've got the jungle vibe to it. You've got the ocean in the background. It's um, it's something a bit different. And you've got the land again. You know, I mean, I've mentioned this. You've got the, the you've got the space battle. You've got the in atmosphere battle. You've got the ground battle, and then you've got the um, the assault on the um, the tower to get the Death Star plans. So there's so much going on, and it looks great. They utilize every single bit of that Lucasfilm juice to make a beautiful-looking battle. And you get all those classic Star Wars moments. Like I say, you get the cockpit shots of the of the fighters. You get the wonderful transition shots of where you'll see something in the background, and then it, and then it plays into what's happening down below. And uh, you've got the emotion. You've got the stakes. It, it just looks fantastic as well, mate. So um, Scarif has got everything you could want it's like a modern day battle of endor isn't it except on a different planet um uh, and also before we move on to our favorites and that just a shout out as well that rebels gave us some great battles like the battle of atalon when thrawn was just battering the rebels into submission in the end of season three the siege of lathal the battle of rogas vast from the comics in the vader down crossover that was gr- fantastic with some some of the best out of movie canon moments just in that battle stunning 
Oh, the Battle of Jakku was one I absolutely adore. Um, the Battle of Jakku f- de- pr- uh, premiered, debuted in the Battlefront 2. Uh, and then obviously we saw, oh, actually the Force Awakens gave us the first look at it. Battlefront 2 showed us the Battle of Jakku. And then in uh, a lot of the books, especially Aftermath, we got more of the Battle of Jakku. I love the Battle of Jakku and how they've made that one of the biggest battles there is because they've they've written it so well in different forms. The Battle of Jakku is just wonderful. It's one of my favourites. It almost took top spot, but it didn't quite take top spot. Uh, and we could also track in most of the Clone Wars because every episode had a new battle, basically. So Battle of Christophsis being the one I think of, or Battle of um, Battle of uh, Umbara being another one. But So there's quite a lot in the Clone Wars as well. Not that we want to skip over that, but there are so many that we could be here all night talking about those. So um just wanted to give a shout out, you know me, Cannon Boy, um to some of the ones out there which i'm sure listeners have seen if you haven't they're out there check them out they're very very good but lukey boy i want to know after all this because i don't actually i don't think i know what your favorite battle is i don't know if i do or not but i do want to know now so what would you class as your favorite battle in star wars and and for the reason being i want to know why and what's the best moment from that battle you know what matey boy it's really tight it is really, really tight for me, mate. I, I, I'm between Mimban, Scarif, oh, Geonosis, oh. and a cheeky, cheeky little shout out to Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh yes. Okay, okay. Oh, yes. Now, I'm torn between those. Jedi, I think it is the nostalgia. I'll be honest. and I, I, I'll be honest with you, mate, boy. I think I can see through that. Mm-hmm. I think I can see through the nostalgia, so I don't think it's Endor, right? Okay. Mimban looks absolutely gorgeous. The troopers, the fighting, it it's fantastic, but we don't see enough of it. I don't think mm-hmm. we quite see enough of it. So, unfortunately, Mimban's shelved. So, it's between Scarif and Geonosis. I think... On a technical level, now you, you've mentioned the VFX and whatnot. I do think Rogue One is probably one of the best looking science fiction, fantasy, whatever genre Rogue One falls into films ever made. It really is ILM and all the visual effects on steroids. It is a fantastic looking film, a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of that in Scarif and in the action on that, in the, sp- in, in, in the space and on the planet but it's 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 the grounds that bothers me a little bit i'm not sure if i can say if it's my favorite battle because mm-hmm. i feel like on the ground it is just more of like an insurgency you know it's like there's it's a small group causing a lot of trouble and they kind of just get that they're just getting by don't know if we can call it like a full-on ground battle you know, unlike what we see in the prequel trilogy. I'm not saying, you know, each to their own. Matty boy, I'm going to have to say Geonosis. Ooh. I'm going to have to say Geonosis. Mate, What's come the best on. part of that battle then? I think it is seeing all of the stormtroopers and all of the droids <laughs> destroying <laughs> each other. Yes. Carnage. And I think, I'll be honest, it is the, it is the carnage because we're talking about the battles here and then it leads to Anakin, Obi-Wan, Dooku, Yoda. Um, we see Yoda commanding the clone troopers. I think 
as well i was a kid watching this in the cinema you know i'm taking that into consideration 2002 getting the action figures for this come on it's just that 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 film felt like it had such a worthy climax you know with the battle of geonosis the mm-hmm. geonosians and and this is including like the jedi fight jedi fighting in the arena too and then they get rescued by the the clone troopers yeah that just seeing all of the the the, the transports the attes or whatever they're called mm-hmm. you know there's so much to look at it is a visual beast that's why i'm going to say Battle of Geonosis because I'm a little prequel stan. I'm a fanboy. He's a fanboy. He's hey, a fan boy. What, what, what are you saying, big boy? Uh, I'm going to go for the hunt for the Colossus from Star Wars Resistance. I'm going to go for. Uh, right. Uh, not really, but we did forget that. There, were, there is a couple of battles in that as well. And there, is there? I don't know, probably. Uh, I'm still getting through the rewatch. But it was Resistance Remembered this week, apparently. So um, probably should have finished apparently. watching it. Uh, oh. forgot to watch it but we will watch it um for me yeah i it's scarif uh oh and then mm. the, but, but then i think oh the battle of jakku mate like playing it on battlefront 2 was carnage the way it's um described in aftermath empire's end is just out of this world writing by chuck windig genuinely superb writing from chuck windig uh, and every other medium it's shown up in it just it, i think it's just the way everything connects and ties in it just feels right it just feels so well done but it has to be again the battle of scary for me for all the reasons i've mentioned on every other show i've mentioned it it's just fantastic it's the right length as well it's not like a 10 minutes at the end of the film it's a sort of 40 minute battle or whatever it is it's fantastic it looks great the the emotions are there the reason why they're there makes sense as well um the fact that it's almost like a forced battle you know the rogue one the crew force the rebellion's hand you know, you're not coming. We're we're going to go by ourselves, and you know they're kind of like, well, we're going to have to go and help. You know, um, they've they they've gone to fight. Hmm. You know, what, what is she proposing? Well, we should have listened. Um, and it's the way everything interplays and interweaves with each other. Like I mentioned, the way it's shot is superb. It feels like classic Star Wars, especially since they use some of the outtakes or, for, or the unused footage. Sorry, from A New Hope with Gold Leader and so people like that, which is great to see as well. But it's just the layers. I so say you've got the space battle, the in atmosphere battle, for the ground battle, and the the siege on the tower. But I do like the ground battle um, for the reason that this feels rough and ready. I love it when the uh, the rebellion are hiding behind those crates um, and they're waiting for the stor- the shore troopers to come out of that bunker. And oh, it's mate, just it's like mad. It's yeah, mad. I don't want to say. Hang on. I don't want. I don't dislike it. I really, really, really like it. It's just that. It doesn't feel as grand as Geonosis. Oh, well, no, this my is, point this is a lot more. But sorry, grimmer, anyway, I know you, you're right, mate. This is a lot because this is boots of the ground stuff. Though. There's no, yeah, there's no yeah. lightsabers here, mate. This is all blasters um, and Bodhi Rook, Bodhi Rook, Google Pilot. Um, so <gasps> uh, when when they went, when those straw troopers come and they're the way they're just looking at each other as if the 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 rebellion members like, well, this is it. It's like they they don't necessarily look too sure of themselves, especially when Jin's giving her speech. Um, they don't look sure of themselves, and even when they start to fight, it's kind of like, this, you know, let's let's do it. You know, we haven't got a hope in hell, but let's do this. And it's that kind of spirit which I think is great. And then obviously you've got Bodhi and not Bodhi, sorry, um, got uh, Bays and Chirrut and everything they get up to. The Death Troopers get down there. It's just it's just so much going on, mate. And um, the way it ends as well with um, with 
Tarkin blowing up Scarif, basically, or, or sorry, a single reactor uh, to obliterate that area of Scarif is just a fabulous way to end it. So it starts un- in an uneven way because people, people don't even want to be there. It becomes heroic. You get the sacrifices and then you get the tragic ending. It's just perfect for me, mate. It's perfect storytelling. It looks great. And I always look forward to rewatching that. And the music is unreal as well. So, um, so Scarif for me, but a big shout out to the bat, the Jakku as well. Uh, because I think it's so wonderfully realised. Yeah, um, Jakku is amazing. I yeah. always want to go back to Jakku, the battle anyway, mate. So, um, yeah, my favourite part is, yeah, the, the bit on that bit on the ground when everyone's just kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> here we go. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the battles. And to, what I'm excited for, I mean, there's probably some of the Mando we haven't mentioned, or there will be. I'm excited for that. We're getting Andor, we're getting more Mando, Kenobes, everything else. Who knows mate, where we're going to be next we- time we talk about the battles. Do you know what? We could get some serious battles from Andor. You mm-hmm. know? But I'd imagine it's going to be more like Scarif, like what yes. you've just described. But yeah, yeah. there we go, man. Wow, battles of Star Wars. Prequel, boys. Well, well yeah, it's Rogue One is a prequel. So. It, it is officially a prequel, just not part of the prequels. But, yeah, uh, not the prequels, but prequels. Prequel, boys. Exactly. So, what is that? What is that? Battles of Star Wars. That is what put the wars in Star Wars. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hear that after a dirty, grubby, sweaty battle, soldiers surviving always fancy a bit of a, bit of a drink, a couple of beers and some shots. So this is exactly what we're going to do right now. We've just pulled up outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the band Tina. The only question is, shall we? Oh, let's do it. (laughs) Come on. Each week, for those new to the show and old, we sit down with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, which is you lot, and we have a couple of Kef beers whilst we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we wanted to know, what are some of your favourite battles in Star Wars? Yes, we got so many filthy responses. We love it. But to kick us off, well, to us, he's royalty. Welsh royalty. It's Luke Summerfield with the voice message. Let's hear it. Around the survivors in Perimeter 38. Are you spicy there, Jim? As much as I love Battle of Exegol, Endor, Kishin, amongst many others, for me, it's the Battle of Geonosis. You've got knights going up against droids, monsters, Geonosians, Django Fett being decapitated by Mace Windu. It's the only time in the whole saga where you see countless knights on the screen at once. And that still to this day blows my mind. The music, everything about it is fantastic. Clone Wars! <coughs> Catch me online at one quarter portion. And remember, Palpatine loves a good attack with a clone surgeon. We love it. 
We love it. Lukey Boy there with the Genosis vibes. Um, what a way to kick us off here at the Bantina. Uh, KT120 <laughs> said, It's hard to pick one, but the Battle of Scarif for me, from the epic space battle to the nitty gritty boots on the ground moments. That's what you said, my boy. Yeah, man. Um, Paul Buckle said Scarif was the best paced and shot of all the battles. But my heart goes to Endor. Watching that in the cinema as a child was mind-blowing, especially the logs and ATST parts. Oh, we all love a uh, we all a love log. a big log, don't we, Paul? That's it, um, ST90019, a.k.a. Eve, a.k.a. King of Malta, said, I really like the Geonosian rescue battle. The colours, the composition, it's a piece of art. Yes, it is, Eve. And Brad Snoke sent us this cheeky little voice message. Hey, fellas, Brad Snoke calling in from Houston, Texas. Uh, Regarding my favourite battle in star wars for me the in answering your question the battle of scarif i know a lot of people are going with the battle of scarif just looking over instagram and you know it really got me thinking as an adult now um and what my idea is for the epitome of a a great battle or war scene uh battle of scarif in blue squadron coming in um you know before the force field shuts down they come in they're backing up what little troops the rebellion has on on the shores of scarif there uh it gave me the the feels the chills whatever you want to call it um you know not even not even speaking about what came later and what darth vader brought for everyone um but you know just the build up up until that conclusion uh really i i don't think there's any beating the battle of scarif right now in in modern star wars take care bye <laughs> oh uh, we love it Battle we love Endor, it Hoff. most excited about you geonosis is getting some love mate yeah do everyone loves a geonosis session don't they really they absolutely so. do love a geonosis session canadian star wars fan said my favorite battle is definitely the battle of coruscant findor moon said Hands down, has to be the Battle of Crate from The Last Jedi. Bounty Hunter Mayer said, The Battle of Coruscant or Exegol. Vanta Wolf added, Battle of Coruscant for sure. But to throw in a different answer, the Battle of Minban from Solo. That's the most warlike Star Wars has ever felt for me, and I'd love to see more battles in that style. Which is what you were saying, mate. That feels like actual war, doesn't it? Oh, mate. It is. It is war. It is absolute filth, too. So It is. They certainly look filthy. Uh, and <laughs> making his session's debut, we've got Liam Toms King, who sent in this voice message. My favourite battle is one that we've not seen on the big or the small screen yet, uh, but we have enjoyed seeing it uh, unfold over various different formats in canon and Star Wars storytelling over the last six years, and that's the Battle of Jakku. From its inclusion as a playable feature on the first Battlefront game, uh, right through to the recent conclusion of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, um, we continue to get different perspectives on the battle and see it through the eyes of different characters, and that's been absolutely fascinating. Jakku! 
Nice one, uh, Liam, mate. I absolutely uh, get your love there for the Battle of Jakku. The way it's grown from what from what was just you know a graveyard of giants in the Force Awakens trailer to you know, one of the most well realised battles out there is yeah. is, is fabulous. So good shout, good job, good job, <laughs> good job. <laughs> that that's to everyone. Yes, everyone. that goes to everyone. Everyone, good job. Yeah, yeah thank well, you, everyone. But- by the way, online, I think, what would you online. say was the most loved battle? Because I, I think it's kind of like a toss-up between Geonosis. Like I'm looking at Instagram. A lot of Endors. There was a lot of Endor and a lot of Geonosis. Mm-hmm. And actually, probably Scarif, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, which is nice to see something from different areas as well. Um, which is why it's yeah. nice to see like Findor chucking in the Battle of Crate, uh, Maya throwing an Exegol as well, and um, Vantawolf solo so it's nice to see kind of everything getting yeah. at least one mention almost um not so much love for things like takadana but most things got some love what about this one oh, glover really. our boy glover jay glover arts and anakin versus the younglings was a particularly spicy one that's not what we meant glover no it was satisfying but not in that way um <laughs> for that be a little satisfying. ross acting <gasps> master skywalker uh, um, especially because you can see one of the younglings in the background just, just laughing almost. Don't know, we don't know what he's doing, bless him. Um, oh. but, yeah, go check out our socials. We'll give the links to that at the end if you want to hear us uh, read more of what the listeners were saying. But thank you, everyone, who sent in a voice message or who sent in a comment. If you didn't hear yourself this week, please do continue to send in the comments and VMs, and we'll endeavour to get them on a future edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Best podcast. It is the spiciest part of the Budabut Bantina is the Patreon question section. Matty boy, are you ready for these filthy questions, mate? Yes, sir. Are you ready for this jelly? I love a bit of jelly. <laughs> he loves a bit of jelly, mate. boy. <laughs> uh, Matthew Bell asked this. He says, Hi, fellas and fellow sessioners. With the first season of The Bad Batch now concluded, it would seem high time for a bit of Book of Boba Fett speculation. <laughs> it seems like we've got a fairly good idea um, of who the protagonists will be, but what of the antagonists? Hmm. Who would you guys like to see squaring up to Boba? Personally, I'd like to see another hut come in and try and take over Tatooine. As since Return of the Jedi, the huts have been rather poorly, wait for it, executed. Thank you. Very, very good, Matty Boy. Very good. In live action and animation. Yet yeah, that is kind of true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, Matty Boy, what are you saying to Matthew's cheeky little question? Uh, big Boy Bell. Um, yeah, you're right. The huts, the huts have been. Um, they've been given short shrift again the comics have used them a bit more because it's easier to um, portray a hut in in the uh, drawn out format a visual format like that because you know you haven't got to animate them you haven't got to puppeteer them you just draw this sort of big old slobby slug so uh, they've been in the comics quite a lot and they're getting a bit more um, fleshed out in those comics which is good to see but in terms of the uh, antagonists the only, I mean, the first, as soon as I saw this, the first thing I thought of was other bounty hunters. 
you know, mm. we've seen mm. in canon that you get the, you know, there might be a bounty hunters guild. You know, there might be a code between the bounty hunters, but they're all out there for themselves. Boba might be sitting in Jabba's throne or as the king of Tatooine. It doesn't mean that the the other bounty hunters, like at the end of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the bounty hunters aren't all going to come in and start bowing down to Boba Fett, and they're not just going to take that lying down. It's going to be a power struggle. And when, they, when when there's power struggle, there's always um, mercenaries trying to get a penny in. So I think it's going to be um, uh, crime lords and bounty hunters. We may see a hut. It depends on what the budget is. If it can stretch to making a believable hut, is it just going to stand there? Is it going to move? What's that going to look like? Um, so I think it's going to be crime lords and bounty hunters. Which ones? I don't know. Hopefully some new ones as well. Fennec Shan's gone down very well. Uh, I'd love to see Cad Bane. I'd love to see some of our um, classic bounty hunters. Uh, maybe um, uh, that was that geezer called the, uh, the reptile fellow, Trandoshan Bosk, Bosk. Him, uh, someone like that. Maybe um, I can't think. Of the, I, I can't remember Bosk, the name. Bosk, 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 the one of the the one of the like, nappy on his head. Um, what, oh, one, Dengar, Dengar. I see. I think I'm thinking Drengear of the New Republic. Dengar, yes, the one who you know, the one who talks like this. He talks like Ray Winston. Oh, he bet he gambles responsibly. Um, Do you mean um, Wolfston, the dog? The yes, dog. sorry, uh, yeah, Ray Wolfston. What a shout out to that dog, Ray yeah. Wolfston. Listen, uh, that is a very weird little Easter egg for an upcoming project. Say no more. Yes, it is, so. Ray Wolfston. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go for crime lords and bounty hunters, mate. What about you? Right, okay. I'm basically on the exact same page as you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to see a hut. I think that it might be hard to pull that off with the CG uh, and with the effects, but, I th- you know, saying that, they could probably do it easily. Um, I'd love to see another hut, you know, but I, I think the, the, the one I can't not think about is Cad Bane. Oh, right? Right, so what if Cad Bane's like survived all this time, and you know he wants to have it out with Boba? Um, yeah, I think that could happen. I think this is going to be very bounty hunter centric. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be very, um, you know, the the uh, the dirty kind of like underbelly of Star Wars society because mm-hmm. Boba's literally just come in and just killed Jabba's replacement, his successor. You know, just strap shot him. Yeah, you know, word will travel uh news will travel of this kind of um power vacuum i don't know power mm-hmm. vacuum yeah, yeah i think be, yeah. i think but i'd love to see cad bane but other than that it's a it's such a good question that i'm not 100 percent sure i'm actually really interested to see i can't wait for a boba fett trailer because yeah Matty boy you know this is september now by the time this episode's released it's september do you remember September, my boy, yes, and true. I should start a band, shouldn't we? I'm not yeah. even joking. Absolutely, let's do it. Let's let's do do it. It. We're, we're uh, around this time every week. We always say, "Let's do this." Let's do it. We don't do it, but hmm. that's the session's charm, I suppose. It's the way um, it goes. Right? Okay. Yeah. I, I let's see. Let's wait for a trailer. When should a trailer come out? Like October. You'd November. think October time here, yeah, mid to end of October. Um, seeing as it's going to be dropping, you'd think mid December. You, th- you reckon when Disney, um, uh, whatever that thing called, is called D twenty three destination D twenty three. You'd imagine that's going to be around about that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. D twenty three. When is that? 
uh, I think it's November. We read it. I think it was on the Best Bin Bulletin. Covered it the other week when um, we we spoke about it. Yeah, I it. think it's late October or November no, time. Nineteenth to the twenty-first of November. Oh, that might be a bit late actually because it comes out within three or four weeks of that. But uh, who knows? So it depends. I, I, they could they could put it out there if they really want to leave it late. But I think they should start. I think they should start in about October. Well, it was last year, September last year, I think we got, or was it October? We got the Mandalorian season two trailer with the amazing throat singing. (laughs) Starting a band there. Great job. Anyway, sorry, we've kind of October, mate, but got no, yeah, we need to. We don't really. That's true. Actually, we don't really know much about the production, about who's in it or not. They've done a really good job of that. Either that or nothing happens in it. <laughs> There's nothing to report. But uh, mm. Robert Rodriguez says it's going to be incredible. So I'll take his word for it. Uh, yeah, we'd love to know your thoughts on that, though, guys. Before we get into the full-on Book of Boba Fett speculation in the next few months, what do you reckon about the antagonist? Let us know. You too, Matty Bell. Uh, the King of Florida, not Canada. Sammy Cudmore, the male model, says. What Star Wars species would you want to make a sausage roll with? Make a sausage out of that animal, not make a sausage alongside that animal. Um, I was confused. So, if we could take any species from Star Wars and make a sausage roll out of it, which one would we use, mate? I mean, it's such a good question. (laughs) I mean, I had the thought about this prior to this. And I love that a guy who lives in Florida is asking this. Like, I can't imagine in Florida they're selling out sausage rolls. You know, the... I don't know if it's a delicacy or not over there, but I don't, I'm not, not that I know of. Maybe. Let us know, Sammy. Let us know. Um, it's got to be Crate Dragon, isn't it? Oh, God, that looked good, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Just like the effects. <laughs> the, oh, effects. The, 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 the of effects the the practical effects practical effects of that <laughs> it just looked fantastic that whole scene in the mandalorian so yeah i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with that Ma- like mash up some some crate track to make a crate sausage <laughs> <laughs> oh mate that's a good one yeah. uh, what, first, what were you saying matey boy the first thing i thought of was the happable in the force awakens you know that like, massive like hippo thing that's drinking the water when finn wants some water I reckon there's so much meat on that beast that um, I think you could have a lot of fun making sausages out of that. Um, if you want to go gourmet, oh. go for a pork, wouldn't you? A little pork sausage. My daughter can't hear me, so I'm safe. Little pork well, sausage that's more could be like, quite nice. That would be more like a white meat, wouldn't it? Yeah, so, imagine. Something so maybe different. you could do, could maybe like you could a, do like a pork, a pork, a creamy pork uh, bake, like a chicken bake. Ooh, yeah, I, I suppose you could you could do that. Okay. We could go for a pork bake, some chicken bake. Uh, I'd go for a hapabore sausage roll as well because I think again that they, they, they you know they they move slowly, so they you know, gives them enough time for a bit of fat to build up. So I'm actually going to get, gonna nice have to get Greg's tomorrow now. So am I, but I, I can't. I, 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 gym. I actually am. Oh, I've got to go to gym, so I can't. Um, oh, beefcake, in, beefcake. In my head, I will do so. I'm going to go for a hapabore sausage roll sammy again let us know what you think everyone out there let us know what animal species you'd make a sausage roll out of yeah yeah we want to know we want to know do you know what we'll put it up on the socials yeah. uh paul holland what an absolute legend if disney are happy to employ someone who improved their de-aging tech why don't they go to the guys who are doing the despecialized and revisited versions and make them legit interesting question there paul may boy 
You want to answer this one? Um, well, they. It's. I think we think of when you think of these specialised. It's like Harmy's Despecialized Edition and uh, things like that. And there's a few more popped up recently. We watched one in the Caravan of Courage with um, Paveley Amadola, Matt Paveley. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We watched an original print of A New Hope, which was uh, I can't remember who which company um, was behind it, but there's quite a few now. And and you're right because obviously with the Mandalorian. They employed the chat from YouTube to do the deep fake technology because they saw this this guy knows what he's doing, this guy knows his stuff. Rather than rather than just ignore the fact that he's out there or give him a copyright strike, why don't we just hire him and pay him to do the job here, which clearly is very good. So they've shown Disney have shown that they will do. Um with the despecialized revisited versions, that's that comes down to red tape, isn't it? I mean, you know that George we all know that George doesn't want those original versions being released without mm. his special edition tinkering. And the Harmony Despecialized and the re- revisited versions have all pretty much done away with George's um, new editions, the special edition additions. So it would be breaking... Um, again, we assume that's in the contract, but I think we're quite safe to say that it's in the contract that they can't be released or they're not they're not official releases anymore so i think that's why you know why can't they go to them and give them a job no no reason why they can't mate and they've shown recently that they will do if they think that the, the people out there can do or can add worth and talent and value to their company they'll go out and get them so there's no reason to say why they haven't been sniffing around these guys but i don't think they're going to go and make those two specialized editions legit because of mm. you know george's wishes now in 20 30 years time maybe or even 10 years time uh, maybe, but I can't see that happening anytime soon, bro. Yeah, I can't see it happening, mate. Sorry, Paul, I can't see it happening, man. The the, the truth is, is I mean, Matty Boy's mentioned it already. You know, there's legal reasons why they can't. You know, there's stuff that's signed, I believe, right? Um, hmm. And also, you know, Lucasfilm know they know that people are selling these despecialized editions on the internet mm. on ebay you know we've watched it on a blu-ray like what matty boy said at uh pavely dollars a caravan <laughs> so we've done it like if you want that you can go buy it you can go buy it and that can be your canon you know and i i really do think that's uh, that's an important option to remember you know if that's your canon that then that's fine mm-hmm. if Han shot first then he shot first, right? You know, fair enough, especially with A New Hope. I really, really do get it with A New Hope. That has been tinkered with a lot. McClunky. So (laughs) I suppose that's my answer. Mabel, you pretty much covered like kind of the technical stuff there, but I just wanted to build on that a little bit. That If you really are desperate for that, well, well, yeah, man, you can get it. You can get it. But there are some things that, yeah, could could do with a little bit of adjusting. I even think they could do a few bits and bobs here and there to the prequels and the sequels. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I I, I I I know I'd be game for that because guess what? I've got the I've got the sequels original on Blu-ray. Yeah, like I've got that. I've got that. I've got them on Blu-ray. I've got them on DVD. You want to update stuff and do it on Disney Plus? Be my guest. Mm-hmm. Do it. Let's let's do it. Come on, come on. But there we go. That's just a little side rant. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I think I, I would r- rather than doing a 
uh, redo the old films in the, in that sense, like despecialized, or or bring out the old versions. I'd rather them just go and touch up the ones that we have now, like the prequels. If they really want to chuck a few quid, a few quid, it probably quite a few quid. You know, touch up some of those effects a little bit. You know, just 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 tinker with them, make them look a little better. I'd rather that. Don't mess around with the film and make them uh, add new things to them, but just you know, touch up some of the effects a little bit, like they've mm-hmm. been doing with Tarkin on on Disney Plus. Just tink with it a little bit. I'd rather that, but um, yeah, that's what we think, Paul. What do you think about it? Do you reckon they could do it? Let us know. Uh, and finally, we've got a question here from Luke Summerfield. You might have heard of him. He says, "Greetings, Spice Hunks." My question is, what legacy or message do you take away from the sequels? Like, what will the kids of the future take from it? It's wonderful now that a new generation has a new Skywalker who is a wonderful female hero to look up to. Catch me online at one quarter portion. And remember, Palpatine loves a Matt and Luke deep dive. So he certainly does. Um, for, for the reasons you mentioned there, Luke, there's part of the legacy as well. But we read this question uh, off air on the, on the old Patreon and thought, that's not bad actually and what we what we're thinking about doing is taking that this question and you know more than likely turning it into a main episode discussion you know the legacy of the sequels we can talk about our thoughts on the individual sneak films but you know what is the legacy of those films now and what is it going to be so we're going to answer that in a main discussion Luke boy if it hasn't happened in the next few weeks we will revisit this in the band scene and we'll give you a full-fledged answer but we didn't want you to think that we're going to ignore your question mate yeah, so we're going to go absolute ham on this question. Yep. A good question for another time. <laughs> it is. That, that's the legacy of the sequels. And that said, <laughs> good question for another time. Lukey boy, tr- um, trust us, brother. We are going to answer your question. <laughs> so you may have given us a main discussion. And sometimes our Patreons do that because they are fabulous people. So... Um, there are questions. Let us know what you think about our answers. What would your answers be as well? However, bartender, our time is up here in the Bantina for this week, but you know we're going to be back here again, same time, next week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! Game, 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 game! Yes, Matty Boy, it is that time of the show. Every week, Matty Boy and I take turns to end the show with a spicy game, just because we can. It's our show. Um, Matty Boy, it's my turn toes this week are you ready for the filth are you ready for the spice layer me with filth layer you with (laughs) we all love a star wars pun here at the sessions oh yes it is just so good um matty boy this one is all about battles um but specifically we've mentioned geonosis we've mentioned the clone wars commanders clone commanders how many can you name I've set the bar for 10. You need to get a minimum oh of 10 clone commanders. I'll accept that. And this is from um, the Battle of Geonosis, is it? No, no, sorry. Just uh, uh, That's because I've just mentioned it. It's just from the Clone Wars, from Geonosis all the way through to Bad Batch and Revenge of the Sith. So 
live action um, and animated alike comics too. So, dude, let's play the music. How many clones can you name? I bet it's more than you think as well. Oh, I, I bet it's more that. than you think. Uh, right, let's get the let's get the obvious ones out of the way first. We've got Rex. Rex, yep. Uh, Commander Cody. Yep. Um, oh, um, <laughs> Commander Bly was one, wasn't he? Yes, Commander, Commander Bly. Bly. Um, Felucia. Yeah, our boy Felucia. Mm, yeah, girl. Felucia. Um, who else did we have? So we've got Bly. Uh, Commander Greg, Commander Wolf. They weren't Commanders, Ooh. were they? Um, oh, who, who did you mention? Uh, Wolf and Gregor. They weren't Commanders, were they? Yeah, Wolf was. Wolf was. Was Gregor? Uh, oh, so, no. Was Gregor? Yes, he was as well. There we go. Five. You're already halfway through. Um, oh, Gregor, you naughty boy. Um, Gregor. 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 I got 100% last time. I'm certainly not going to get that this time. No, you uh, mind to. I can't think. Gregor. I'm looking at a few of them like, oh, Rex. mate. Think Clone Wars. Think I'm Clone trying to Wars. think of Order 66. Um, 66. Some of those naughty boys who... who uh, shot down mm. our jedi friends oh yeah i wouldn't get that one i would not get that one the one the pilot pilot p- 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 pilot uh obviously bly was the one all right um yeah you've named bly can i just chuck a load of numbers at you instead <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. um oh, this is where 27 I, <laughs> yeah. I need essex scott here help me out of this one yeah 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 oh. you can it, you know if you can't do it my boy then you can you can give in and i can name you some well-known ones but maybe just like maybe taking the mickey here go on well-known i'll ones. give you a few more seconds go on um no the name the names aren't my uh forte my strong mm. points um i can't think of are you, one are you tapping out mate are you um, tapping out what's that naughty boy called havoc havoc yep yeah, that's havoc. the only one i can think of let me look on my list ha- i i'm pretty sure havoc is one see i'm even having to go off of a list mate because i don't know it off by heart um hang on how no no, don't search on our recording software. Have <laughs> this comes yes. up in our chat. Havoc, Havoc's one six. That, then I am going to have to tap out after that because I generally have no idea. Yes, good man. Well done, mate. That's uh, that. That was really, really impressive. Thank you, mate. Six out of ten. I think no that's idea. pretty noble. I think that's pretty noble. Um, some other really well-known um, troopers: oh, we Doom, Blitz, uh. Colt, Blackout. Um, let's have a look um. at some. <laughs> do you know, I mean, I say really well known. Gree, I'm surprised you didn't name, get Gree names. Gree, uh, no, I can't think of that one either. Gree, a Gree is in Kashyyyk. Commander uh, Gree has a really sweet black series figure that okay. I was going to pick up from Nerdbase, but I passed. Uh, Fox, That's why I didn't know it because he didn't Fox. pick it up. For, oh, I could have could have. I knew Fox. I did know Fox. Yeah, Monk Lock. Hmm. Keely, Jack, Commander Lock, Phil, Phil, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Uncle Phil, <gasps> Fox, and uh, Lock. I did know those. That's annoying. Uh, Neo, Pons, Silver, Stone, Fire, Thorn, Trauma, Zack, Zack, and Phil. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's real, mate. It's all canon. It's all canon, mate, boy. It's all canon. It all counts. Um, give in my canon so card, then. Six, six out of ten, mate. Um, you owe me ten quid. Sorry. <laughs> I owe you a Greg's next time we meet up. Yeah, deal. Deal. I'll settle for Greg's. Chicken bake. Sorry, pork bake. Pork bake. Oh, mate. I, gen- I generally didn't know most of that. I know some of them. Nah, I've that's it. Luck on that, but agree, I knew now you mentioned it, but... We're not Clone Wars generation, you know. We're not the Clone Wars generation. It's I, not even, I always I struggle with Clone Wars I just stuff. Didn't think, remember their names, you know. What I mean, because they they focused so much recently on Gregor, Wolf, Rex, and obviously our boys from the Bad Batch. That I just forget about all the other ones. And if I went last year before season seven came out, I did a rewatch of all the Clone Wars on the Patreon. Um, so I probably if we if you'd asked me this last year, I think I would have been able to smash it a bit more. But I have just haven't thought about it. And that's what I mean. Our boy Essex Scott. I, mean, I needed his help on it. I bet he could have got all of them and more as well. So, um, good game though, mate. But I had no chance of getting all ten of those, or even ten. Mate, of those. mate. Well, there's always next week or the week after for you. There's next week for me. Exactly. But Clone Wars. I'm going to go watch some Clone Wars. You know, I'm going to watch some Clone. I'm going to watch a few of my favourite arcs. You know. Yes, I, I, I enjoy doing it. that sometimes. Just going to watch like mm. three or four in a go and just enjoying that kind of like big one, big story. I'm I am actually going to watch some Resistance soon. Um, gonna just gonna get through it. Uh, I fancy watching the Rise of Skywalker now, just to watch the Battle of Exegol. Oh, um, good shout! Good that. shout, mate! So, good shout. Well, let us know how you get on. As always, I will do probably better than I did at that game. But it's my turn to host next week, so I'll see what pain I can inflict on Bly Walker himself. However, for this week, uh, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us online and in real life, Master Blywalker? They can find us at Elstree Film and TV Con. Yeah, I bet you weren't expecting that, you bunch of sickheads. Uh, Elstree Film and TV Con in Borehamwood in North London on the Saturday, the 11th of September. We are going to be there. If all goes to plan, we're going to be there. Come meet us. Come come say hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> buy some star wars stuff it's called the star wars family fun day there's going to be autographs from people who've been in the films there's going to be retro games the silver yep. sabers are going to be there there's a children's zone um film props on display loads of stuff so yeah brian uh muir M- moyer mm-hmm. muir? Yep. Muir. Um, muir. vader sculpture yeah he's going to be there chris bunn uh kenley oh um Mabanifo. Yep. Sorry, absolutely destroyed that. My apologies. Peter Roy, loads of people. They're all going to be there. Go to elstree-con.co.uk and have a look. Plus, we're going to be there. It's going to be bants. We'll probably yeah, go yep. for a curry afterwards in the pub. You know, probably, it's going it, it's, it's to be, it's going to be absolute filth. So yeah, 11th of September, guys, North London, Elstree Film and TV Con. Be buy there. a ticket as well before you turn up. Oh yeah, you have to buy a ticket. Go like look it's on Facebook, much. go to their website. It's not much at all. Go buy a ticket. And it's all going for it's all helping out with a food bank, actually. A lot of this yes. uh money. It's I think a, all of the proceeds are going, it's going to a food bank and it's go and um and some charities close to the organisers' hearts as well, which is why we're jumping on board to help out with that. So yeah, I think it's about seven quid a ticket. So jump on board and come and have some fun. 
Yes, absolutely. And we'll remind you again next week. Uh, but you can also <laughs> find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Do you feel like dropping us a voice note or just a cheeky message? Email us at hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yes, sir. We are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. If you are in the galaxy, you can find a podcast. You're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com, which is the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're there. So if you have a spare 30 seconds, we'd really love a review and five stars there as well it helps us grow gets more listeners in more people to talk star wars with which is what we are all about yes absolutely we love those apple podcast reviews and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cat tell cristiano ronaldo tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier the goat Uh, tell commander Phil, that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke, may the force be with you always. Luke, ooh, Hattel of Both. <laughs> so you got one in this week. Yes! Essex-based podcast heroes... Thank you, Cody. Now let's get a move on. We've got a battle to win here. Oh. Tell that to Counter Club.